Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. You can tell if you're watching this on YouTube that we record these in the same day because both of us are wearing the same shit. Yep. I thought about that when I was when I went back and I watched it. I was like, should I change my clothes? Maybe and then I thought change. about returning to this one and just doing this one shirtless and seeing if anybody noticed that I, I wasn't wearing an actual notice. shirt. People will but I'm that. wide enough that you would because even with my light, no matter how dim it is, my pasty skin would shine off like a goddamn spotlight. Right. It would bleach everything out. But anyway, um, I do have a topic here to discuss with you. Yes. Because somebody brought this up on Reddit. And I love it's Reddit. Essentially As of this week, I love Reddit. Have you finally di- like no. full Street, on like bets. done the dive no, into I just, Reddit? I just watched the news, the Wall Street bets thing. I just love the concept of it. But yeah, no, I haven't div- divin, div- divin, div- dived. I haven't Go. dived into it yet. I've been busy as fuck. But um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So what did you find on Reddit? Um, yeah, I'm over on Reddit. If you want to, you can find me. You can send me a message. You can follow me. All that stuff over on Reddit. Um, it's at the Real Brandalorian. That's where you can also find me on Twitch. Which, by the way, I found out I'm sitting here playing video games on Twitch. And there wasn't anybody watching because nobody had their notifications turned on. So turn on your notifications because I'm trying to get a more consistent schedule. But with how busy I am, I'm just it's essentially whenever I have enough time, like an hour, I'll pop it on and I'll I'll, I'll go play and turn on the notifications because Shim and I, we can start throwing down and we're going to start playing some Call of Duty. Remember that. Remember that. So, yeah. So Twitch, Reddit, Instagram at the real brand DeLorean. That's where you can find me. And you can find Shim over on Twitch. It is twitch.tv, right? .tv, .tv slash Hollywood, Hollywood Rebellion. Yeah. There you go. So here's my question for you. Yep. This one comes from Reddit. My question is, what have you discovered about a musician that has completely put you off listening to their music? And I want to extend this a little bit more, is what has a musician or artist done that may have turned you off of their music? And one of those things is... Um, basically the band trapped, um, with the lead singer, he went full blown hardcore right wing jackass and would just berate people online, which was funny because you're in the band trapped, dude. Like you don't have a leg to stand on really. Like you had the song headstrong and that was about it. And I know you basically saying the band is irrelevant, so they should shut the fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, yeah. that's cold. That's cold. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, look, they they were still producing albums and all this other stuff, and you know, Headstrong still got. But he, I mean, he turned into a gigantic dick, and it was like, okay, now you can just shut up. I think their drummer just left the band. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. well, like he he bounced the hell out. So Chris Brown is the lead singer of um of his, Trap. His name and is Chris And they Brown? had some other good songs. I didn't realize um, his name was Chris Brown. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, pretty funny, right? <laughs> yeah, because Chris so, Brown, the R and B singer, was one of the ones I was going to mention. As yeah, I don't, I wasn't a huge fan of his music before, but now I just have I, I listened to one or two of his songs, and I'm like, I can't really get behind it, you know? Yeah, because he beats the shit out of women. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, but yeah, keep going with your. Uh, we'll stick it. To, we'll stick to rock for now. But go ahead. Um, yeah. So so I mean. The two that are coming to mind, and I like Trapped. I can't really listen to anymore. Um, and there was a few other songs. Like they had, a, they had another song called Stand Up, and that I, you know, we put on uh, like workout playlists and stuff like that. I can't do it anymore. Although some of the comments that people were making on 
their videos where I think they had a they had to cancel a show or something like that. And like, there was one comment that said, "Gee, I hope somebody calls the one guy that bought the ticket so that oh! he doesn't show up when there's not going to be a concert." Oh, like, that's stuff like that. Oh, that's a good burn. That's a good burn. Fuck. Um. There was there was another comment that said, "Oh, thank God, I hadn't uh, thought about 2001 in in such a long time. I'm glad somebody mentioned trap." Oh god, so people are really not liking. So here's the problem, right? People wouldn't be saying that shit if the singer hadn't flown off the deep end. If they were a humble, cool band that was still producing records and they were between, yeah, hits, people would still go to the shows and they'd still be they, like, there'd be no issues whatsoever. So I understand what you're saying that what he has said has made people come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, if you're going to be a dick, then we're going to be a dick back at you. But what did he yeah. say exactly? Because I have no context. So I, and I like the band and I'm laughing because they're good burns, but not because I agree that like, fuck the band. I don't know. So like, what's, what's this guy? What did he do? Was it, um, Q, well, you said I'll, I'll, just, I'll read this. I'll read this straight from their Wikipedia page. I do know at one point when it came to, I think it was George Floyd um, oh, when shit. he died. Oh, no. He essentially went online and said, "Yeah, well, he kind of had it coming." Oh no! Fucking hell! Yeah, okay, that's all you really need to tell me then. He really, damn, fuck! Wow. Yeah. So it says here um, in March 2020, Metal Injection, The AV Club, and Slate all reported that the band's Twitter account had gone on a week-long effort of arguing with an, with and insulting people. And he did. Like, yeah, he totally did. It began with insults of civil rights activist and Bishop Talbert W. Swan II and accusations of having a victim mentality. The comments then expanded into areas such as defending the Unite, Unite the Right rally, calling people nerds, challenging the existence of white privilege in society, supporting Trump's Chinese virus rhetoric in reference to the oh, COVID-19 wow. pandemic, okay. and also fat shaming women. Oh, well, now that you've put that at the end, that's enough. That's enough right, right there. Yeah. No fat shaming women. Women are beautiful, period. Probably doesn't know because he never had one. Anyway, point, point oh, being, oh, look at Jim point being look did at they you, fire him? Did they fire him or did he bounce or did the label? They didn't have a label. Um, who? The, the, who? Chris did Brown? Trapped, yeah, did Trapped, did they? He is Trapped. Like, he's still there. He's the guy. He's but, the one that's still in the said, band. But you said that the drummer left. The drummer left. Like, it was the other guys in the band that were finally like, oh, fuck, finally. Like, you know, I, I just, I got to get the hell away from this right. dude. Right, so they, so Because another he's... thing that, that has recently happened was Tommy Vexed, lead yeah. singer of Bad Wolf, yeah. is no longer the lead singer of Bad Wolf. I heard about that, yeah. Because he was, so, he was doing the same thing, but not as, well, actually. Not no, as harsh. Not as like, harsh. He was, he was coming, like, he was very anti-mask. He was coming off as, oh, I remember, I, I, I remember seeing this on his social media on Instagram where he, had this video about he was explaining how George Soros invents racism, and it's the the moment I saw that video, I was like, "Oh fuck, like this it's only going downhill from here." Yeah, like there's no way that this goes goes right. And essentially, we haven't heard the whole story of what went down. We don't know if it was like a big rift between the band, if both sides mutually were kind of like, "Hey, we just have different points of view here," so. They eventually, you know, they, they they split up. Now, I'll still listen to Bad Wolves, not as much as I used to, because it's still a, just really difficult to get past that, where it's like, like, you believe this stuff. Of course, I dove deep into the QAnon conspiracies, where I was listening to all the podcasts I could to try to get as much information as I could about it. And the more I learned about it, I'm like, fuck, like, 
I don't know what's going on that the people believe this. Like, yeah. like somebody literally just posts something on the internet and people believe it. Like, it's, like I it's think the thing the that's Bible. going on with QAnon, and I don't know as much as you do, so I'm, but but from what I've gathered, it really is no different than any of the traditional cults. It's just that it's happening completely transparently. So if you if you're behind closed doors at the Charles Manson house back in the day, they would have been saying some outlandish shit that people wouldn't mm-hmm. believe. If you'd walked behind those doors and heard it firsthand, you'd go, "This is crazy." All that's happening is it's right out in the open, and people can people can have their opinion back and forth. But then the QAnons are like, "Well, you're just you're one of the the people who are going to die when the judgment comes," and blah blah blah. But there's no those people, if they hadn't found QAnon, they would have found something else, like something else crazy to believe in. And it's just, it's no a cult is no different than music in that way. People find what their disposition leads them to that makes them feel a part of something. And if you think it's lizard people and you believe it and, and it makes sense to you, someone coming along fucking and being like, people. yo, fucking lizard, are you out of your mind, lizard people? They're like, well, you're you're one of the enemy, you know? Like mm-hmm. the same way people are not the same thing, but you know, when, when you start listening to rock music and you get some piercings or some tattoos and there's a whole bunch of people that are like, dude, you're fucking gross or you're stupid or you're fucking crazy. Like, no, that's just, there's a whole bunch of other people getting tattoos and stuff. Now tattoos are like fucking nothing. It's almost, I don't have tattoos and I look, yeah, at, you're weirdo. I, I look at guys in bands now and I'm like, I don't really fit in. Cause I have no tattoos, and I'm not anti-tattoo. I just don't want one. I'm not. I never. It's not a big deal. So I think it's. It, 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 this is a really. You should interesting, get a Rockstar 101 tattoo. I will. I will. When we crack a million subscribers to the YouTube channel, we'll fucking. Do oh, it. see, hear that? We just got to get to a million. A million subscribers. Easy. I'll do it. I'll put a fucking Rockstar 101 tattoo right on my ass and your like, face. On right your no, on your back. Like on my back. Full back. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder so, to shoulder. But here's the thing that I think is interesting. And I'll right? sign it for you. What Tommy Vex seemed oh. to be doing was talking about politics. He was being mm-hmm. political. Regardless mm-hmm. of your opinion on it, it, it's I don't know how much of what went down with that band has to do with... Like, if Rage Against the Machine had done that, no one would have said anything. No one would have been surprised. I think that Bad Wolves hasn't presented themselves as a political band. Like they might, they have certain areas where like, if you listen to the lyrics in some of their songs, you're like, okay, that might be about that, mm-hmm. but they're not, but they weren't going out and doing that stuff as actively as a band like Raise Against the Machine or System of a Down or something like that. That wasn't part of their brand. So if you're looking at it from a record label standpoint and people who were like in the business of this band, in this climate now, to start to be political, to be outspoken politically, whether he's right or wrong, Everyone who I spoke to was like, dude, just shut up. Just don't don't well, risk it. It's just about don't risk it. Like, I, the, 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 Where I would disagree with that is I don't think it had anything necessarily to, to do with the politics of it. It had more to do with the unfounded conspiracy theory bullshit that he right. was spewing. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's there, there's been other people who um, – another perfect example of somebody who was coming off as very anti-mask, leaning to the right that people got upset about was Gina Carano. You know, she plays Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, the former uh, MMA fighter. Right. And she's still like that. And I constantly see these stories pop up where it's like, John Favreau saves Gina Carano. 
And the, the story essentially says that, you know, people are, are calling for her to be canceled and fired from Mandalorian. But for John Favreau, he's, you know, it's like, no, he he's a fan of hers. He likes the work she does. He doesn't fucking care about your politics. Yeah. He's not going to get rid of her. Yeah. And that's the way that it works. Yeah. Because um, when he's the, he's the one that's in power, because I guess Disney even came to the point where they were like, oh, maybe we need to replace her, or get rid of her. And John Favreau said no. Right. Um, which is a, so, which I mean, is, I, I get the political swing and dick to be able to go back to Disney and say, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm the exact producer. It's John way. fucking Favreau. The guy yeah. created, like he's essentially saved star Wars with the Mandalorian. Yeah. The dude created the MCU when he started with Iron Man. Um, Iron Man. Yeah. And he created the last great Christmas classic when he did elf back yeah. in 2001 or whenever the fuck that was. Right. Right. So oh, he's a gangster. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. so the, 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 this is straying off the topic a little bit because the whole point is like, what has somebody done that has has kind right, of yeah, um, but no, but here's the upset thing. you. Here's one that's not uh, this one. Is, I, I'm just warning. This one is really really dark. But do you remember Bring the it. Lost Prophets? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Do you like, remember what happened with them? No, I don't know what happened with them. Okay, Let's so I know that you're okay. like you know we don't need to talk about rape. Well. We could. This happened. Okay. Um, what was Jesus. the name? That's that's the title Ian, of the podcast right there. We don't need to talk about rape. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Ian Ian Watkins. Ian or Ian? I don't know how you say, it, but I'm going to say Ian Watkins. So I remember Lost Profits because they were big when I was in college, 2001 to 2003. They were one of the yeah. bands that we played a lot of yeah, yeah. on our radio station, and. This broke, and so I'm reading this directly from his Wikipedia. Are you ready? Because this it, it gets dark. I'm like I'm I'm warning All you right. now, right. just a heads up. Okay, let's on uh, December nineteenth, two thousand twelve, Watkins was charged with thirteen sexual offenses against children, Jesus. including the attempted rape of a one year old girl. Oh my. Watkins originally denied the charges. The other band members posted a message on their website stating that they were, quote, learning about the details of the investigation along with you, unquote, and concluding, quote, it is a difficult time for us and our families, and we want to thank our fans for their support as we seek answers, unquote. They ended up canceling all of the tour dates. Lost Profits announced that they were disbanding. Um, And so essentially he, um, it says here on, the 18th of December, 2013, Watkins was sentenced to 29 years in prison yep. plus six years on extended license with a possibility of parole after serving two-thirds of his sentence. Jesus. So that's a band that from here – because I remember I had a friend of mine. She posted like a um, oh, Shinobi versus Dragon. Gross feelings. Like it Such feels gross, gross, right? Loud. Look, this is, real, hey, this is real world, Shim. All right? <laughs> we got to talk about this tough stuff here. Yeah. But I remember I had a friend of mine – uh, shared Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja on Facebook, like, oh, this is the, like, let's have a good day today because it's you know it's kind of an upbeat rock song and yeah. you know it's you know yeah, yeah. it's got that that kind of like good vibe to it. And I, I shot her a message and I was like, you might want to take that down because yeah. I like I I don't she did, clearly didn't know what that dude had done. Yeah, yeah. And from here on out, like Lost Profits to me is like a non-existent band. Yeah. Um. So that's... we, I mean, obviously this that's like a really really extreme version of kind of what we're going with here because here is what again we're going all the way back to the whole reddit thread that brought this up was you know what have you discovered about a musician that has completely put you off listening to their music see i can't one person about what you just said now i can't get it out of my fucking head like i could never listen to that band again i had concepts of what i was going to say when you talked to me five minutes before we started recording of like oh yeah there's some michael jackson shit there's some this and that but Mm -hmm. that that is like 
that's that's like hey you're a monster it's like the darkest of the yeah, dark you're a monster you are yeah. the most you're about as evil as it gets and so thankful that you're locked up and mm-hmm. and and then i my my thing after directly after the victims my went to the band because the band would have to know immediately as soon as you read that and you go holy shit You'd, you'd be like, our career's over, definitely. Like, the moment, once you get back to thinking about yourself for a second, you'd be like, oh, well, there is no more band. You're like, mm-hmm. is everyone okay? Yeah, We've got to make it's sure. Get this guy to jail. Is everyone in the victim category? Okay, cool. Okay, back to real life for a second. Oh, we don't have a band. The band's fucking burned, buried, like it never happened. We're in the negative. That's fucking crazy. See, that's well, the I'm going to try to kind of drag us up, out right? of the mud here. Because, yeah, no, okay, you're trying to drag us out of the mud. But, like, okay, all right, go, 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 drag us out, drag us out. Drag well, because uh, here's a couple of the examples that people gave over on Reddit. And one person, this was obviously the more of, uh, more of a joke. Um, it said, bare naked ladies are not really bare naked ladies. Live show really did not meet my expectations. Dead to me now. Uh, so that was one that obviously was kind of one of those big ones. But this one is one that I found really interesting, and it's with Billy Joel. And this person writes, before Billy Joel made a name for himself, he was working as a background artist on piano for other famous bands and musicians. At this time, he constantly complained very publicly about his low pay, poor treatment, and lack of credit for his work, which is fair enough. Then when he hit the big time, he paid his background musicians even worse than he was paid, almost refused to talk to them because they were considered, quote, the help. And when asked to give credit, told them that the fans were only there to see him. So that's something that is a little less, you know, dark, obviously, but still like. That doesn't bother me at all. That doesn't bother me at all because I think that you'd expect a guy like Billy Joel to be like that. There's nothing I've never read or heard anything about him that's like, oh, he goes out of his way to do a whole bunch of shit for charity, or he's like, there's Mm -hmm. pictures of him saving kids, or like, he's like, he's he's Billy Joel. He's some. You wouldn't expect Billy Joel to not be self indulgent and living in Billy Joel land, loving some some Billy Joel for himself. So. And uh, yeah, no, that doesn't bother me at all. I can still listen to his stuff because I expected him to be a prick. That's the thing. There's a lot of people that you expect. The thing that I think well, I expect, is I mean, expectations come into play, right? Yeah, you expect him to be a prick. That's why like, and there's ways that people play it. Like the Michael Jackson thing, for example, was played. Like, what are we not going to talk about hear, it? Can you hear my fucking dog right now? Sorry. Oh, he's just, he's going fucking bizarre. I actually right couldn't hear your dog. Oh, so. no shit. Okay, good. I'll, no. Then I'll ignore it. But the Michael Jackson thing was played out in front of now my shit's dropping out. What the fuck's going on? Um, uh, it, for years, maybe it's trying to tell us not to touch the Michael Jackson thing. Bill Cosby is a prime <laughs> example. Bill Cosby is a prime example. Yeah. The reason is because it was so contradictory. He was the He was America's dad. Man. He was America's dad. And then to find out that daddy's been fucking putting his hand in the cookie jar when he shouldn't have been, Ooh. is like you can't watch his stuff anymore. I could totally, I've never, I never watched uh, the Cosby show after I was a kid, but I can imagine if I saw an episode, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this. This is fucked up. And, but can you still listen to Michael Jackson music? I never listened to it to begin with. I find myself listening to Michael Jackson music. If it comes through a playlist or if it's on the radio or the store and I'll be like, yep, whatever. Cool. And then about halfway through the song, I'll be like, oh shit, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. 
And then oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. You have to think about it. Like they did such a good his his lawyers and publicists and everything while he was alive did such a good job with making it like. No, 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 this is not a thing. Even though it's mm-hmm. so fucking totally a thing, and Chappelle, no, see, there's, have there's, you seen what Chappelle I, I said about it? Who still don't believe it? No, but that's my point. But like, have you seen uh, what Chappelle said about it? Oh crap! I know I did. Dude, his thing was hilarious. He literally said, "Even if he did it, if he did it," and then he just pauses and shrugs and goes, "You know what I mean?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, then, he 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 covers that stuff. Pretty brilliantly, because yeah. it's actually an interesting tie-in because there's uh, one name that pops up a lot of, you know, what did somebody do where now you just can't listen to the music? Yeah. It was R. Kelly. There's a lot of people who said, like, hey, oh, I loved yeah. R. Kelly's music. Perfect example. And now I can't even, I, like, it just yeah. it makes me sick to even think about um, listening to it. You know what's interesting? The th- I think it depends on how, if it makes you feel sick. If it makes you feel like, oh this makes me feel icky and sick. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are so many times, like you're talking about Billy Joel. Billy Joel's a prick. Well, we've all met pricks and we've all been fucked over in our life. So mm-hmm. we can kind of relate to it and sort of pass it off and whatever. But when it comes to this other stuff that we've talked about, we haven't experienced that firsthand. We we are like icked out. And I'm sure if we ever were unfortunate enough to experience it, it would be damaging. Whereas people deal with fucking assholes on a daily basis. So you kind of do that thing where after a while you rationalize and go, well, you know, everyone's a prick sometimes. Everyone's an asshole sometimes. But like there are guys in rock bands that you hear about, like everyone knows that um, like uh, 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 What's the fucking Maynard? Everyone knows Maynard mm-hmm. is a prick. Do, do you have a problem listening to his music? No, and yeah. I, again, that's one because I mean, and I, I know people who've had personal experiences of him being a dick to them, yeah. where he, you know, they're doing interviews and it's just yes or no yeah. responses, and he's and he's doing it on purpose. purpose he's yeah. being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. It's not going to stop me from listening to Tool or A Perfect Circle. Or and you want to know something interesting as well is that I know people take love to take a big dump on Nickelback. Mm-hmm. I could take, I could, I could, uh, what is it? Take or leave? Leave or take? Whatever the fuck. I, I, Nickelback was neither here nor there for me before I toured with them. I liked them, but I didn't buy the records. If the song came mm-hmm. on, I didn't turn it off, but I wasn't like turning it up. So, mm-hmm. Then when we toured with them, and I think this is an interesting thing on the flip side of it, when you find out that an artist has done something really cool, when you like them mm-hmm. as a person or you like what they stand for and the way that they stand for it, then mm-hmm. you will, you'll be attracted to their music and you'll give it more of a chance and then you'll, you, sometimes you'll even, there might be like bands that have a singer that's kind of nasal like Smashing Pumpkins, but if, he, mm-hmm. if it turns out that you love what he does with helping animals maybe or something, you're going to love his music. And Nickelback mm-hmm. was a good example of when we went on tour with them, Chad especially, but the band as a whole, they were the nicest guys you could ever hope to meet there microphone keeps cutting out for some reason they were generous they were accommodating they gave you the time of day they were funny they invited you to the party after like it was it was a great tour to be on and i listen to their music still to this day now actively i'll put on a nickelback record every once in a while when i'm flipping through stuff to be like yeah fucking like bros like i really like those guys as people i wouldn't have felt the same way it would have just been another band if it wasn't for that experience Mm -hmm. do you have any experience like that where it's flipped the other way I don't know. I mean, I not necessarily that's flipped it the other way, um, but I do know that, 
like Foo Fighters, for example. Like how cool is Dave Grohl? Yes. Like I think that one of the reasons that the Foo Fighters are as big as they are is yes, they make great music. Like the the new song Shame Shame and the new stuff they're doing, fucking amazing. Right. But I think what really helps too is that they come off as arguably like I think he's called he's called like the nicest guy in rock. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And that and 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 that to me that does mean a lot. Um, Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who has kind of been vice versa or, or flipped around a little bit in regards to, Oh, I really like what they're doing here. Or, you know, that, where it's, it's given me a new love for their yeah, music. Yeah. I, I can't think of that. Well, I'll give you one but, example. Uh, it's <clears throat> the Sean Penn. I know that's not a musician, but Sean Penn was an mm-hmm. interesting one where I had always heard that Sean Penn was this egotistical nightmare to work with actor in his head or whatever like that, that he was just fucking intense all the time. Mm-hmm. But I heard that, um, I think my producer, Tim James, told me a long time ago, when Katrina happened, there was a couple of pictures that leaked of him down there helping people in a boat. Like he took, a, he went and got a boat and went down and just started helping people, delivering water and helping people get out of the, you know, their houses were flooded and stuff like that. And it didn't really make the news. It made it online a little bit, but it was more of a... a undercurrent story that flew under the radar that was like Sean Penn actually dropped the Hollywood bullshit, went down and helped by hand, had a couple of friends, got a boat, went out and it was actually on the ground for a while and he didn't fucking call a publicist and say, look at me, here's what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. It, It didn't make it about him. And that really flipped it for me where I was like, oh, he's not doing it for the publicity. He's actually actually this kind of guy. And of course, when, if you met him at a party behind closed doors, he'd probably tell you about it and be like, yeah, no, I went down there and got my fucking hands dirty because fuck these people that want their photo opportunity. I want to go down there and make a difference. So he'd still Mm -hmm. tell you about it in that way. But the fact that not 99% of Hollywood people at that level would have either not done it or sent a check or done it with a whole fucking photo op sitting down there where they were handing the check and a food stamp and shit. It's like that really made a difference for me. Sorry. Well, it's kind of like uh, Steve Buscemi. Um, when after nine eleven, um, I believe he had family who were firefighters, and he was down there. Didn't want pictures taken. Wasn't down there to you know promote something he was doing. He was down there to do the actual work to help them go through the rubble and clean up and yeah. and do the stuff that needed to be done. And I and again, I always loved him i've always loved his movies but that gave me even more respect for the guy that you're willing to do that if you're willing to step outside of your celebrity and put forth the effort in a real life situation that means a hell of a lot yeah yeah it's kind of the opposite of the shit we were talking about earlier that gave us a great exactly see we came out of it good here we got we got through the dark and now i picked up what you were putting down man trying to get us out of the weeds i can dig it Ah, see you know you know i know so i know what else is there all right so okay so we're gonna move on to one more quick topic here because this was something i found funny and this was something i brought up to you a few days ago this was another question on reddit if elvis presley is the king of rock and roll and michael jackson is the king of pop who are some other monarchs of music well, would you would you have to create the defi- the definition pop rock? You don't have to create it. It could also be somebody that's already out there. Like, can you think of any other monarchs of music? There's a big one that you should get. Yeah, well, the first monarch I can think of would be Freddie Mercury. But what was his title? I'd say he's the king of arenas. No one could fucking, okay. No one could rock a crowd like that guy. Like, you want to talk about that's true? Who can who can take it an arena and make it work? 
who can actually have one man that has that much, like, it's, you, you've got your others that get up there, you've got, like, Axl Rose was always phenomenal, like, he was built for an arena, these larger-than-life mm-hmm. personalities, but Freddie was first, like, he was just, he was Freddie, so other than that, what have you got, you got a suggestion? Yeah, what about the Prince of Darkness? Oh, fucking, yeah, well, but you would, call, that would be of, like, metal, would it be metal? No, I mean, it doesn't have to be any specific genre. I think they're just really asking, like, who who would have a nickname like that? The like, you of, had Aretha yeah. Franklin. She was the queen of soul. Yeah, 100%. Okay, fair enough. Uh, one of the ones that made it on this list, though, I don't know if it was actually agreed upon or if this is known, but they said that I think we can all, all agree that Weird Al Yankovic is huh. the court jester. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, he would be the parody king, 100%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, he's, and then you also had a, a couple others on here. You had Dolly Parton as the queen of country. That's undeniable. B.B. King is the king of the blues. 100%. Hold on, let James me see. James Brown. If, James Brown's the king of soul. Is he the king of soul? King of uh, funk. He's the godfather of soul. Godfather of soul, sorry. The, but, and then, okay, yeah. And then the last one on this list, which I thought was hilarious, is Fred Durst is the chode of whatever it is that he did the chode the chode <laughs> they had to get one funny that one was too damn funny that's funny uh, i think would you put would you make like if there was a king of grunge or the 90s would it be would it be between kurt and eddie i think man which is interesting because we've we've gone down this path before and everybody knows that my two grunge bands are Soundgarden and, and Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. But obviously the two, I think, more widely, um, I don't want to say appreciated, but the, the, the two bigger ones, obviously, were Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Man, I would, all, like, I would give it to Cobain because of the amount of stardom. And if you were to ask somebody in... 92, 93, what is the grunge movement? They would point to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, 100%. It was the haircut, it yeah. was the flannel, it, it was, was everything. He was the one that But now if you're looking it. at longevity, obviously, 100%. you're looking at I think better. That, I think that now we're at a point where everyone can kind of agree that if Kurt hadn't passed, there, that Pearl Jam would have like given him a run for their money over the whole decade. Like In Utero mm-hmm. was still like top shelf shit, mm-hmm. but Pearl Jam crushed it for the entire the entire what the fuck is this microphone sorry about Uh-oh. that sorry is for you a little bit yeah it's okay Shim. i apologize it's actually good timing because we're about ready to wrap up this episode right, so, well but then, no, if, if, so if you had to pick would you pick cobain thought. or would, you pick I, this is what i would say because of how it played and because of how it was such a religious meteoric rise for cobain and then the death i would call him the god of grunge I, I would say that. I would say the god of grunge because he passed prematurely and people looked at him as this god figure. I would be like, it's a nice ring to it, the G and the G, god of grunge. That's what I'd call it. That's where we should wrap it up. Well, so, hold on. So would you call him the god of grunge, and then Vedder would be the king of grunge? No, I'd say Vedder. I, I, 
I'd say Vetter is fucking Vetter, man. I would be like, he def- he he's Vetter's Vetter, man. He's Vetter, man. He's like he's like Vetter's like, Vetter, Mo- baby. He's like Morrison, like when the Doors are walking off the plane and the keyboardist says his name and then keyboards and then the guitarist comes out. He's like John guitars and then Jim comes out and he's like Jim, and that's it. it defies definition. Doesn't matter. Wasn't what he, he plays. the Lizard King? Wasn't that the whole thing? I think so. I saw somebody put oh, that post out there too. I he was the Lizard King. The Lizard King. But did he define himself as the Lizard King? I can do anything. It's a great. I don't know if he did or not. All right, I'm dropping out. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right, so as we're going to wrap it up, you guys know the socials at this point. I'm going to give you a quick reminder. If you need beard products, look at it, check it, love it. Go to The Beard Struggle and use promo code uh, BRANDELORIAN at checkout. You get yourself a nice big old fat discount. Again, we were doing that 1995 playlist. So go to Shim's YouTube channel and comment on the last episode of Rockstar 101 and let us know if there's any songs that are in that playlist that you think should be added. Or maybe there's ones I added that you shouldn't think should be added. There's a, um, a special one song in there that I guarantee almost nobody who's listening to that um, podcast has ever heard of unless they were from Portland, Oregon. So there's an extra song in there and you, you, you know, find that one in there for you. And to find the podcast or the, the playlist, actually, go to Spotify and search The Real Brandalorian. Uh, that's me over on Spotify and you can find it Rockstar 101, best of 1995. Boom. But on that note, his name is Shim. He's a rockstar. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. Fast! <laughs>